0: Since you all are so fond of talking about real estate, I've discovered what my future business venture is going to be. What's that going to be? Go on. I, uh, I'm, g- I'm going to reach out to Zach Bagans, and I'm going to start a-, a chain of Airbnb of haunted houses.
1: Oh my god, I love it. Can I join?
0: Oh, please. Uh, I need investors. An angel investor, in and fact.
1: I, I got a question. Did any of those fucking fuckers ever pop out of the fucking walls? <laughs> any of those fucking fuckers? <laughs> any, any of those fucking fucks you that, you know, we like could say fuck whatever yeah. we want? Yeah, you said this was the adult horror. <laughs> We, we could curse. <laughs> if you haven't but seen yeah. that bit, I'm going to send it to you after it's uh, the new. I think you oh, should God. leave season. How uh, <laughs> oh, would you please stop trying to push this happy horse I, shit, dude? I'm it gonna wasn't get funny you. the
0: first time. It's not funny now. I'm
1: gonna get you with it. It's so. Uh, yeah, I'm good. not gonna watch it.
0: So you might as well not waste the fucking effort. I'm gonna because... send it to the
1: the group thread, and at least two <laughs> of three people, I think, will watch yeah, it. Just the yeah, will and John. Uh, poor... Yeah,
0: John will just keep laughing at it. Yeah. Thumb up himself again. Then, <laughs> that's all
1: right. I'm fine. I'm fine with uh, with being a little slow.
0: But don't you think it, it's like they are really missing an opportunity by cordoning these places off? Where it's just like, hey, enter at your own risk, motherfucker. But you know, spend a little money, and you two can sleep in the Amityville house and see whether or not you know Lucy's pig is going to come down and brute fuck you in the middle of the night. Yeah.
1: Right. That's what uh. Well- Courtney and I have been watching a lot of movies about people moving into places that are haunted or about to be haunted, and it's all, they don't give a shit. All they see is that it's cheaper, you know? Mm -hmm. They learn nothing. No one learns a thing.
2: And there's certain states, too, where they don't have to disclose to you that people have been murdered in the house or have died in the house. You have to actually Mm -hmm. ask. So that's terrifying and upsetting.
0: Yeah. I mean, they let people visit for tours of the Lizzie Borden house and things like this. It's like, yeah, you got to start charging, like, a nightly fee. This is, you're just leaving money on the table. What was would the you... Lizzie
1: Borden thing?
0: Uh, she, you know, murdered her her father. And uh, what was the movie? A another woman <laughs> with uh, an axe, you know, in the head.
2: Would you call it a behead and breakfast?
0: I would. You can get head at one. the behead and breakfast, <laughs> like a chicken with your cock cut off. It'll be a beautiful thing. But in any event, this is, in fact, season three of the Disinformed podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John.
3: I'm Michael.
2: I'm Courtney.
0: And uh, this is uh, this is as good as it gets these days, friends. Uh, Michael's brain is blown. He's just waiting for me to read a headline. Just, just give. We me... got the headline from Courtney.
1: Yeah. It was, it was uh, a line it, about head. This is our, this is our first time uh, not having a headline in a good long while. It feels weird. You know, we have to try different things on, and
0: and formatting seems to be something antithetical to some of us. So we'll uh, <laughs> we're just
3: we'll, fuck it, we're doing it live.
1: <laughs> um, I always
3: I'm like starting stereo. my podcast in Media Res, so yeah.
1: But, I just want to say before we get into it, just... Nope. Nope. Okay. Oh. You had your shot, motherfucker. Wow. You get, this is your no, format, you're gonna, so you're gonna, you're gonna like you get this. to
0: do your postscript gonna, uh, once Michael's oh, had a chance say, to put you to sleep.
1: Oh, God. I was going to say so. the front end
0: that uh, no, we No, you're have not new... saying it <laughs> about the thing. We you we said we were getting... it. So what we usually do on oh, wow. this simping little oh, show that uh, Mr. Twatkins over here thinks he's driving now wow. is uh, we will delve into a random esoteric topic, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we will leaven in an occasional lie or two or in michael's case 18 and uh you know it's it's the entertaining fact is just all of us trying to to sort out the material from uh you know the fact and fiction the wheat and chaff uh For the wheat. cucked from the non-cucked and so mr michael is going to bring us mother Horsefucker today i think as i recall We
1: have new artwork. Thank you, Jess. You're amazing.
0: Amazing. That's all I was
1: going to say, you motherfucker.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, if
0: you weren't dragging ass talking about the best of fucking Flagstaff for 20 minutes,
1: (laughs) then I I wouldn't have to wade through your bullshit. (laughs) God damn. Season three arc, Shane kills me.
2: (laughs) We have it on recording that he is planning to do that, so anytime now. I want
0: to... I want to, I want to make this super like last pod. I want to like super quick and then get into the topic. And it is just, uh, wait, you, you want to get in the topic? So anyway, uh, I got to just real quick. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Just like real quick though. Like, but, but real quick. Ten minutes later. <laughs> so anyway, I was at the bar last it's
1: night. It's a learning and, curve, uh, you cocksucker. <laughs> this old lady
0: gave me like the hard stare. She took her teeth out, set them on the bar, and she's like, prove that you could floss those fuckers you guys just need to
2: kiss more i think I that like, would really benefit deal. your relationship like ma'am
0: this is a wendy's okay <laughs> i think i've gotten most of john's greatest hits in yeah that,
1: that that's first. all
0: okay <laughs> and i'm away now
3: that's a uh, soup. i'm out of here <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love that that's your new catchphrase by the way i hate it
3: <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah tell me tell me about the horses lenny
3: okay uh, so let's say you were perusing your favorite social media, or in Shane's case, staring at a rock or something. Um, yeah,
0: I I do enjoy <laughs> those uh chiseled marks on the walls of caves that you're so fucking fond of.
1: The only TikTok he knows is on his wall. It's a clock. That's the joke. That's the beautiful Swing and joke. We're gonna miss. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love staring at my TikTok.
3: Yeah, Lenny the cat,
0: sure the eyes use. just pacing back and forth here. Yeah, it's great. <laughs>
3: So you're perusing your social media and you're reading the comments in some post or something like that, uh, and then you <laughs> jokes see, on
0: you. We don't get them.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you see someone has posted the following: uh, in the MK Ultra experience, Experi- what?
0: Are you I played you- that Mortal Kombat. It's fun.
1: Yeah, take a breath.
3: In the MK Ultra experiments, the CIA dosed unwilling subjects with lsd to see how they would react what had not yet come to light is that mk ultra was an intra-agency project the cia created new departments within the cia and fed them steady doses of lsd and other psychoactives to see how the departments would diverge and mutate away from normal departments whole projects and hierarchies were created with everybody involved being more and under the influence of lsd uh, this is how the restraint bed portals and flesh interfaces were created i.e from a heavily psychomutated hierarchy the entire thing had to be eliminated but the technology it created has been revolutionary
1: this is all a comment that we're supposed to have gotten
3: yes so say someone posted pictures of their cat or something like that and you're looking through the comments <laughs> saying seeing everyone saying oh that's a great cat etc etc <laughs> take that how you will <laughs> and then you see a post from a person hmm. uh, whose username is nine mother, nine horse, eye nines, nine, eyes, nine.
1: Can you try that again?
3: Yes. <laughs> nine mother, nine horse, nine eyes, nine. It's mother it's a, horse eyes with nines between them all.
0: Hi, Uncle John. Yeah. What are you up to? I actually do have an uncle named John. He's, he's, uh, he's glorious. He sounds wears booty shorts in the, uh, in the thousands and uh, has one of those comb-overs that actually reaches like his mid-side if it's <laughs> displaced by the wind. So
3: Well, he sounds like a very fascinating individual. We should get him in on this uh, podcast.
0: We'll talk about Diablo and uh, his Arnold Schwarzenegger sword.
3: <laughs> Pass. <laughs> uh, so this post... Uh, was what the people of reddit had come across uh in April of twenty sixteen and it was posted in a very random subreddit so a subsection of reddit Ha. Huh. uh it was the mildly interesting uh subreddit so pretty much people post pictures of mildly interesting things uh it was a it was the post original post was a old print of george o or- orwell's nineteen eighty four novel because apparently, as the book ages, the censorship over the title uh, fades. So I have a uh, question. Yes, what's a Reddit? <sighs> so Reddit. That's a, no. That's a fair point. <laughs> no, no keep I thought going. you were gonna.
0: I thought you were gonna ask the quintessential Courtney question, which How I've been lies? waiting there for. Are,
3: there are four lies. There are you four lies. You just
0: barrel into your bullshit now, I, and
3: <laughs> so I was thrown off because you set me up. And then we had to have a whole conversation. You, you, no, no. Shane, you why said did me- you
2: do this to him? This is all your fault.
3: No, no. <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, you gave me the perfect, you know, Sigourney segue into starting. And then we had to have a whole conversation about being distracted for. I was 10 just more trying minutes.
0: to make John shut up, Michael. No, I, I, mean, I know. You, you were fine. You could have grown a pair and actually just told me you needed a minute.
3: Also- no! It- <laughs> Never mind.
0: Anyway, a
2: Sigourney Segway is so season one, Michael. Can we just like move on?
0: I okay. You you can't put the face hugger back in the egg, Courtney. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> anyway. Oh God. Written it over continues. The, <laughs> written over the course of three months and a hundred posts, the story of Mother Horse Eyes, also known as the Interface series, uh, can be found in its entirety on the subreddit r slash nine m nine h nine e nine just short for the guy's username um this oh, sub- I don't
0: assume gender it's called mother horse eyes I don't think that that necessarily denotes a male as is, is coining these things
3: i guess I, I i spoiled a little bit. the author is an important character in the story and so refers to himself as uh he
0: oh so it's androgynous
3: sure. <laughs> I'm the mother saying, horse who, eyes isn't for the person. the 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 author isn't mother horse eyes. If that makes any sense.
0: I am disinterested in your topic, and I'm gonna
3: just stop listening. It's just Twitch <laughs> plays Pokemon all over again. I okay, can't uh, go. So the subreddit uh, was created after a sizable community of fans emerged to create a centralized place for the author's work. Uh, because what the author would do is they would cherry pick or they would randomly choose uh, subreddits that had nothing to do with his story, and they would he would just post the next snippet of the story in it um so people instead of searching around for the next post they created a community um where people can gather all of his stuff and link to it and all that other stuff and you know engage um it quickly became the only place the author would post updates um eschewing the posting on a random subreddit uh, gimmick as soon as the subreddit went up so instead of posting everywhere else he now just posts solely on that now that he actually had a centralized location to post stuff.
0: Uh, is is the uh, Reddit being the place where it's posted bullshit?
3: <laughs> mm, actually, yes, you're right. He continued posting randomly. Um Yay! The, the only chapter, air quotes chapter post that he put on the that subreddit, this you know, the personalized subreddit, uh, was the final one, uh which he had titled So Long and Thanks for All the Uh Chitness Cruciforms. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Shane would get that reference. Um, one of my favorite. That I think that that is my favorite book out of the series.
0: Understandably,
3: yes. So, um, as much as I would love to say that there is a cohesive singular narrative, uh there is not. Uh, however, instead of reading the story outright, which would take hours, um, I will summarize as best as I can, according to the Mother Horse Eyes Wiki. Yes, there is one. There are 29 separate narratives uh, where most of them consist of one or two posts. Uh, Like one that I found interesting uh, was titled uh, the Demon Penis Narrative, uh, Uh wherein it chronicles a man's first sexual encounter with another man who had been exposed to a flesh interface which i'll get into in a moment and subsequently the man's genitalia uh looked mutated like a demon penis
0: not not letting you Spoiler get away with alert, it it's just a flashlight
2: subsequently that's not that's not a word
0: i was gonna say yeah i'm not letting you get away with that again
1: is the demon penis uh bullshit <laughs>
3: uh no there was one titled the demon penis uh penis <laughs>
1: Zetus la penis
3: <laughs> that's my there, favorite um, there is can one I, titled "Demon Penis" narrative. Yes.
0: Can I can I get my penis with uh, extra red onion, please? I, I like it a little spicy.
3: That makes sense. I like mine with more tzatziki. It's pretty good.
0: Well, you know, I, I'm I'm more of a tabula kind of person, but
3: uh, oh, yeah, okay, you, you that's fair. Get whatever that's you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever's tastier. Uh, so instead of covering each narrative individually, because no one wants that, I don't want that. I'd rather. I'm give intrigued. It, I mean, I already covered one.
2: Well, I mean, that first one sounds like a story about John and Shane. So, of course, they want to hear that one.
3: The question is, who has the demon penis? Shane.
2: I think that's pretty obvious, Michael. (laughs)
0: Yeah, John's fell off.
3: Well, oh,
1: that's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my
4: dongle. I can't find it.
3: Instead of covering each narrative individually, I'd rather give a teaser for the overall plot Mm. um, through the first two main timelines. Because there's five different points in time that the story takes place. Um, And instead of covering all of them, which would pretty much cover a good majority of the plot, to tease, I'd rather explain the first two in chronological order. Okay. Uh, So there's one set during World War II and the discovery of LSD. Uh, There's one set during the Cold War, specifically around the MK Ultra... I spelled that wrong. The MK Ultra Project. Uh, One set in the near future around 2040 uh, where we have invented a matrix like virtual reality that people can jack in through hygiene beds uh two are set in the modern day with one following the narrator as he struggles with addiction and the second following a child who has a mother made from the flesh of multiple animals including her horse eyes
0: can i call bullshit on the hygiene bed story
3: no that is part of it oh man yeah i'll just say that there wasn't a lie in that list
0: Ooh, even fun
3: Yeah, so you have World War II, you have MKUltra, you have a future Matrix thing, you have a modern-day narrator as he struggles with addiction, and then you follow a child that essentially spent a summer with a person he called Mother Horse Eyes that was fashioned almost like a Frankenstein's monster out of multiple corpses, but they're animals. Yes. Uh -uh. Um, There are also a couple less detailed timelines uh, like an ancient tribe dealing with an old crone and an evil who kidnaps young girls, uh, and a crazy cat lady house, as seen through the crazy cat lady, and later as a feral cat who stays a couple days there. So, getting into the timelines, uh, World War II timeline. Uh, just a quick trigger warning: uh, I'm going to be talking about the Holocaust very briefly. It one one of its one of the stories is set in there. It'll be quick. This story follows the discovery of LSD and the Axis powers conducting experiments on um people with them. Uh or people on LSD, you know what I meant. Uh the main
4: sure I did, Michael.
3: Where am I today?
2: On LSD, clearly.
3: I wish. Um no, I don't. The, Send it this... to him. In the mail. <laughs> I'll <we'll> mail it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then I'll, I'll be the one that'll get arrested. Um, <laughs> with all the LSD at my house.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you're just going to hold on to it.
3: Oh well, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like it's not there already. Uh, I think you can use it.
2: it like a suppository, actually.
3: Oh, goodness. Well, I Not even once. Um, The main narrative in this fo- timeline follows an SS officer in charge of the Treblinka extermination camp as a Nazi doctor sets up shop there. A Nazi doctor. Nazi. Treblinka. Uh, tre- I'm probably butchering that. I think <laughs> Casa it's in Treblinka. Treblinka. It's it's I believe it's in Poland.
1: Isn't that uh, Topanga's brother in Boy Meets World?
0: <laughs> it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship, sweetheart.
3: <laughs> um the ss offers only clue that something is amiss uh, is from the strange packages that emerge from the doctor's laboratory uh, only to be burned in the open cremation pits um a camp guard later brings the ss officer a small package wrapped in cloth about the size of a loaf of bread and inside was a fragment of pale white bone an extremely unusual fragment it was a sort of rounded carapace, like part of a great skull, but with five round holes in it, much like eye sockets, but obviously too numerous to be so. And the guard had said he retrieved it from, the, uh, from near the laboratory's cremation pit just an hour before.
0: Never heard you say "laboratory" before,
1: and it's really—it's—it's it's tickling me. Michael's laboratory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> now I just want to watch Dexter's laboratory. Omelette oh
4: du fromage.
3: Omelette <laughs> um, du fromage. That's one of my favorite episodes uh, for um, good reason.
1: You're such a good voice actor, Michael. That you hurt. sounded just like him.
3: Wrecked him. <laughs> Damn near killed him. Later on, um an uprising occurs at the camp um centered around the laboratory and the officer um must determine who or what caused it and uh that happens. Um, sorry, give me 2 seconds. Whew. I'm getting so spaced out today. It's been a, it's been a long week. Have
1: you tried taking your medicine?
3: I have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Really oh, you're gonna take your puzzles? medicine, young. Pup. Sorry,
3: I get asked that occasionally when I oh, really zone out at work. Um, it's okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> Triggered. It's yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean.
1: I didn't mean to actually throw it into your ribs there.
3: <laughs> uh, it's okay. Anyway, so there's also another short narrative that covers Japan building off of the discoveries of surrounding LSD at that extermination camp that I won't try and repronounce, uh, and. Goes off of that, continues the research, and uh, does a massive experiment involving thousands of Korean prisoners at Iwo Jima, uh, right when American forces land on the island. In this story, the island uh, becomes a death trap for the American soldiers, uh, as the massive experiment involving lots of LSD uh, causes invisible areas or sections on the island where flesh instantly disappears, causing soldiers to lose limbs as they're progressing through the island.
0: I mean, wouldn't wouldn't bone really be the thing that you need to keep your limbs attached
3: to your body? Surprisingly not. seems just like the
0: chocolate on the outside of the Twix, man.
3: <laughs> in these invisible areas, it's it feels to the person that you still have your leg, and that I think there were even cases of people being able to stand without the leg, and we'll see another example of that in a moment. Um, it's almost just like the leg went invisible or disappeared.
2: Is there really so, a narrative in Japan?
3: Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, in Imperial Japan. Yeah. Why, um, why aren't
0: Tanuki brought into this?
3: True. Well, this was evil Japan, not modern day awesome Japan. I mean, they they predated that. Yes, I, I'm aware. I'm well aware of that, but I don't, I don't know. It's it's on Iwo Jima. Maybe there's no Tanukis on Iwo Jima.
0: All right, Hirohito. Just <laughs> bowl your way through it.
3: With all my chins. Um,
0: <laughs> You're not uh, a Chinese phone book, friend.
3: No, that's not what I... <laughs> that's not what I meant. Like, he's his actual... <sighs> never mind. In in, picture, in portraits of him, it looks like he has a lot of chins. Like, neck chins. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to
2: what other kind of chin. Um. <laughs>
3: I don't know.
4: Okay. Who touched I... who touched my butt chin again? Like Kyle
1: Michael's like, I'm feeling really spacey. I'm really out of it today. And then everyone's like, he's weak. He's weak. <laughs> Let's get him. <laughs>
2: We're like circling. It's it's going really good.
1: Oh. No,
3: there's no circling. You guys is are that, already tearing me apart. <laughs> is that blood
1: is that blood in the water, Lisa?
3: <laughs> yum yum yum. Soon the marines figure out a way around these areas where flesh would just disappear and make their way up to the top of Mount Suribachi on the island where the marines see a man with quote his head floating several feet above his body the body is in several pieces with lines of sunshine between them his face sweat dripping over the smooth eyelids shows no emotion slowly he raises his hand as if to wave to them and his fingers float away from his palm. So the Marines approach, because he's pretty much beckoning to them. Yeah, why um, wouldn't you? Yeah, and as they're... <laughs> I mean, sounds legit. Maybe the guy has a quest or something. He looks like a, like an NPC. I don't know. Hey, Mr.
4: Sunshine Nick. Uh, could you help us find the places where our skin stays on our body?
3: Yeah. So as the Marines approach, they begin to hear sounds. Um... Quote, coming from the giant bowl of the mountain. Human voices, many of them. Thousands. The sounds of laughter, giggling and cackling and howling laughter. Slowly the laughter fades and there is a new sound. A strange rushing roar that quickly breaks apart into discrete sounds. Screams, shouts, gasps, weeping terror. This too fades and the laughter returns. And so these two sounds trade places over and over, fading in and out above the sound of the waves. So that's uh, just adding to the ambiance, like this is some sort of horror. So
2: romantic.
1: Mm -hmm. Sounds like my mother-in-law's house. (laughs) The voices were just chanting,
4: Don't throw Colonel Sanders in the river.
3: (laughs) The Marines uh, have a brief conversation with the fractured person. Um, While this occurs, the sound in the mountain increases both in volume and in pitch, with both laughing and screaming feeling the air. Uh, Quote, an electric feeling touches the skin on the Marines' arms. They feel their minds, filling with strange dark thoughts. The sun goes dark, like a light switch turning off. The Marines instinctively duck, then look up and gasp. Above them, extending miles into the sky, is an enormous metallic cylinder blocking out the sun. It spins slowly above them, pieces of it flickering and disappearing like the image in a broken movie projector. The Marines signal a retreat, and as they do so, the fractured yam, ma-
1: the fractured yams, the <laughs>
3: fractured yams. I the ate fra- there
1: last week. It's tasty.
3: Them steamed hams. A little
1: too earthy for me.
3: Mm. <laughs> well, the fractured man yells something in Korean, which the Marines do not hear, and unfortunately, it is not written in the story either. Much the fans' uh, frustration of the fans of the work.
0: I just like that they're unflappable in this cacophony of horror that is descending down, you know, from the mountains, just completely unattached to anything. A dude who's got a levitating fucking cranium, and no, this weird flicky thing up in the sky that freaks him out.
3: Yeah, (laughs) like yeah, everybody. (laughs) It is uh, Iwo Jima, which is I think towards the end of the war. So,
2: but why? Why Korean?
0: Um. Those are the prisoners,
3: presumably. Yes, yeah. Okay. That yeah. I skipped a little bit. I'm not summarizing it completely, like I said. But the um, the fractured person does explain. Uh, there's there's an interchange where they actually tried ta- talking in Korean, and then we the Marines responded in Japanese, and then they realize, oh no, it's Korean. And then he explains that he's a uh, prisoner. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Did they happen to ask at any point what the fuck's the deal with
3: your head?
2: That's not important.
3: I can't recall at the top of my head, so I'm assuming no. Well, what about because, uh, off the
0: top of his head?
3: Um, No, because that would disappear. So the appearance of the metallic cylinder that I mentioned that appears above these laughing and screaming people, um, that's the first chronologically in the story, uh, but they will actually appear a lot more in this next timeline. So I'm skipping now to the Cold War timeline.
0: Okay. Uh, so we're getting kind of like a 2001 feel
1: for the story now. Yeah,
3: yeah, yes, and the I understand
1: that reference now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of so to explain a little bit more in detail about the posts, they were never all uh, like this narrative was never posted all at the same time or all you know in sequential order. Uh, and so there would be a lot of jumping around. So they would have a a, a post about the ss camp and then they would jump to another post talking in uh, you know 2040 it, it, it's it's very so it's like taping together
0: a shredded document basically in order to yes. get yes
3: yeah yeah and he doesn't really explain it too much in the in the actual narrative himself the author um but he does explain or he does say that a, a lot of the cause for how he got this um sort of knowledge of these past timelines is that he did a lot of LSD and according to him in one of his posts where he's talking in you know first person it fractured i think he said it fractured the time state of his brain so he would be able to see um, multiple timelines and different branching paths and everything and so that's the, So this it, they yeah. took part in
0: the Philadelphia experiment.
3: Yes, in a, in a way to to tie it to an older episode. Mhm. Um yeah, and, and yeah, so they'll they'll jump all over the place. So I'm trying to make it a little bit more cohesive okay. because it's it I had to read it through at least two or three times to truly understand what was going on, and I used the wiki when I was writing this episode. Um, it's very, I, I I'll just say it's a very interesting way to write it because it's uh, it's relying on the medium of which it was written in. Um, but since we're not looking at Reddit posts and everything like that to see the context, it's a little easier if I just string everything together. So I say that, and then the timeline here in the Cold War is not as cohesive as the World War II narrative. Um, it jumps around a bunch, like I just mentioned. Um, but it mostly covers American and Soviet uh, experimentation into the consequences of these uh, of the LSD experimentation. Wait, uh, the uh, USSR, Soviet? Is is that not how you pronounce it, Soviet?
0: Soviet, my friend.
3: Soviet. Okay, I'm just emphasizing it. Weird.
1: Wait. Am I, am I the, the only War? one that thinks that that should have been such an easy thing for you to pronounce? <laughs> Soviet,
3: Soviet, Soviet. I was just emphasizing it wrong. I, oh I,
1: man, I don't know why that. really, Why do you really expect
3: anything of me? <laughs> you know, season three. It's a fine point, Michael. I'm sorry. I stand corrected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So on with your Soviet. So the so yeah, yeah the soilant uh, like the you're soylent, a fucking uh, vampire.
3: Oh, Soviet. <laughs> that was not <laughs> Anyway, it mainly covers
4: <laughs> Mama it... going to manjo with the soy <laughs>
3: It mostly covers American experimentation into these sort of flesh interfaces and in LSD. Um, but it also covers the USSR and uh a little bit into the North Korean program into uh flesh interfaces. Uh Early in the Cold War, we see both the USSR and American governments uh, induce massive flesh interfaces from unwilling populations, pretty much repeating what happened in World War II. Um, notably, using Agent Orange laced with LSD on American Vietnam soldiers in North Korea. Or, wow. I, 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 I stroked. I fucking stroked. Stroked what? I said North Korea, and I was literally looking at the word North Vietnam. So this timeline, oh, or man. this part, is set at the very beginning of uh, the uh, Vietnam conflict, the Vietnam War. So is this,
1: uh, uh, is this before or after Dr. Manhattan gets involved to show that Superman does exist and he's American?
3: I think that occurs in the later part of the Vietnam War when we were starting yeah, that, to pull out. Yeah, That would make it, sense. Yeah, yeah. I never
0: pull out. <laughs> <laughs> I impregnate everything.
2: <laughs> that is actually the slogan for the U.S. military. <laughs> that is a hundred percent. I I know this.
0: Our semen impregnate everything.
1: USA. Join We're the Marine more. Corps. <laughs> now with sixty so, percent less semen. Aw, oh.
3: disappointing. Well, um. I mean,
0: technically the semen are in the Navy. I'm sorry. It's, it's... in the Navy
3: um <laughs>
0: <laughs> stay with me Putin.
3: okay so anyway one experiment that the american government does uh uses agent orange laced with lsd on american soldiers in vietnam um and the ussr doses uh doses doses water Do you... and food supplies with lsd what sorry Do you just what, need are you your gonna... big
4: dumb balls drained michael are you okay i
3: you seem a little
1: pent up there, bud.
3: I honestly don't know what's wrong with me anymore. I feel wanna, like I'm just just spiraling.
1: You want to meet me at the glory hole in the 12 West bathroom?
3: That's a nice glory hole. Um, no.
1: Are I'm we good, are good we throwing them. glass?
3: Huh? I'm not. No, they have a nice glory hole. Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's how
0: you forge glass. You have to superheat it in the glory hole. I is that not what it. we're talking about? Uh, I
3: I guess not. Obviously, um, you've never blown Poulsen glass. Wholesome
1: family content.
3: Uh, I, I,
0: of the myriad things you've blown, glass ain't one.
2: Well, you got two letters in front of his actual preference.
0: <laughs> the butt trumpet? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh.
3: So before I continue, I feel like it's necessary that I explain what a flesh interface is.
0: I would really appreciate it.
3: <laughs> okay i 'm going to quote using the author's own words uh obviously i can't define a flesh interface in terms of purpose or <laughs> composition or mechanism
2: no stop that's it we're done enough
0: okay
3: for there's vote faster vote.
1: there's faster ways of saying that Shane has one in a closet somewhere. <laughs> Listen, those
0: things are are marvelous. I will not
1: have you slander them in any way. I favorable. I genuinely, I'm not going to slander them because I feel like I would be an incomplete person if I didn't try it at least once. Yeah, I would I would heartily recommend. That you and that is the flesh Shane's interface. fuck toy recommendation of the week. Yes,
0: indeed.
3: Bad dragon. So so we can tell, get that sponsor.
0: Tell us about the distended butthole here, uh, Michael.
3: <laughs> I can only list the various phenomena which are related to them. Chief among these is the creation of an incident zone zone where objects are spontaneously segmented, i.e. parts.
4: What is up? <laughs> I can see why you
0: wanted to present this topic, because it's, it doesn't have a point to make. It just beats all around it. It's like trying to scare uh, birds up out of the underbrush. It just
3: So, the whole idea behind this episode is that I wanted to to try something slightly different um, because we keep making mention either off air or after darks or yada, yada, yada um, about doing book club stuff on occasion just Mm -hmm. randomly. And so I was trying to tease this book to garner interest in potentially reading through it and analyzing it. But... It appears that that is not... Don't, don't, <laughs>
0: don't make assumptions. We haven't completed this. Yeah. I just... Uh,
3: I'm still going to continue. I, I'm hoping.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> going to finish. finish. <laughs> this is my well, one, one like, shotgun is... <laughs>
1: blast for the week. Right, <laughs> oh, oh, just Christ. back
0: again, of saying, so let me uh, help define what a, a flesh interface is. I can't tell you what a flesh interface is. But I can tell you of the various accoutrements that are occasionally associated with it, including caterpillars, Fastened. and clouds, <gasps> and small genitals on undersized
1: old men. Shut your silly mouth.
3: Yeah. So, I guess I'll just... Essentially. So, how I understand a flesh interface <laughs> is that it's supposed to be... It's... It starts off it starts off as like a spatial disturbance of some sort. And it's d- uh-huh. how it's created, it's completely vague. It's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be kind of like no one understands what's going on. Go okay, on. so it's a dick. So <laughs> you flirting then <though>. <laughs> Yes. It's it's me flirting with a dick. Cool. In I my have a, a, a I really it, important question
1: now. and then, you know, carry on. Yes. Obviously
0: s- it's a grower given the context.
1: If I sit on it for a while, like if I sit on a flesh interface for a while, could it make me come?
3: No. (laughs) I don't think you know John John very well, then. But I can say that Shane is kind of right in the fact that we can assume that it is a grower because flesh interfaces go through stages, depending on the amount of people (laughs) that are contributing to the flesh interface. Its end goal is a portal.
4: I know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll put the flesh in the face.
1: I'll get you to that portal. You just wait.
3: Yeah, so a lot low. of...
1: Would you say that it finishes in the portal?
3: Yes. Actually, it does. Um, And that is the end goal of these flesh interfaces is to get to portals. When in they... fact, that's... Sorry.
1: When they When they finish in the portals, is it called dumping or gushing?
3: Well... <laughs> So, they're two-way portals. So it depends on where you are. Kinky. It could be it could be coming or it could be going. It all depends. So,
1: why would you do this to us? You, did you know that we were gonna fixate on that so hard?
3: I, no, because apparently I don't think you, similarly to you guys at all. You thought we were
1: more mature than we are.
3: No, not even that. <laughs> Man. I just I just apparently I'm thinking about this way differently than I get so what I'll just say why I like this book. Um because I feel like it's a little bit more conducive to explain why I like it instead of trying to read through aspects of portals and that they essentially the CIA tested um experimented on these portals by sending children through because In the alien landscape that they're sent through, the older a person is, the shorter they'll live. So essentially they'll die either in the portal or when they're removed, they die very shortly after and they're usually driven insane. Extensive experimentation from both the USSR and the Americans discover that the younger a person is, the longer they'll survive and be more lucid to explain what's inside. Because the only thing that can go in is organic material.
0: So we've watched the Terminator, and Stargate, yep, and fused them together. Okay, yeah, and I've seen the the trailer for the the new movie upcoming, where you know people just age on an island because J.J. Abrams said so.
1: Oh, that's uh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, but uh, it feels very lost to me. It sure does.
3: Okay, there's that sounds like a show I just started called The Island. I have no idea uh it was on Netflix but it was um sold as Lost Meets Black Mirror uh and it's a limited series there's only like 7 episodes of it I'm two episodes in Is it good? and it looks decent um there's a lot of the interpersonal bickering that occurred in like the beginning of Lost and stuff that I found a little tacky or unnecessary right uh but the overall story and what they're teasing up for it's a slow burn so far like it just looks essentially they wake up on an island like lost without any sort of memory of who they are um and it's only starting to tease that there's something a lot more deeper that involves a company called island so um (laughs) it
1: fuck out of here okay back to your topic
3: uh so portals oh the The last part of the the cold War thing involves a several part um, where a several part post where a a couple of agents infiltrate a North Korean uh, underground or prison facility because they have uh, reports that there is a massive flesh interface or portal there um, and so they go and investigate. they essentially find that they the north koreans were experimenting in different ways instead of sending people through the portal they actually as a teaser pull something out and they discover this um by entering a a huge warehouse that is filled with water and they as they enter they start hearing the calls of a whales of humpback whales and they find that there are humpback whales that are being stored in this underwater sort of warehouse, and they travel to the bottom. They find there are bones there and a grate that goes further down that is locked. They hear growling and they escape. So it's supposed to be a tie-in to other aspects later on in the story that I won't really spoil.
0: That's good, because I don't have enough breadcrumbs to get home. Yeah. That's fair. How big is this storage container that there's fucking whales in it? It's it's Pretty almost... Darn.
3: So, so I will I will give a real quick description of what what it was what was written in the book uh let's see it was basically like a huge lake contained within a massive darkened steel box imagine a flooded warehouse with endless rows of dim ceiling lights shining down on rippling black water
2: so whale costco
3: yes but the whales are the (laughs) food (laughs) i guess but yes no that's a good way of thinking about it it's like a giant costco that's all underwater
0: Come explore our briny depths. Membership card.
2: <laughs> you want a sample? <laughs> uh,
3: I'm so glad they brought samples back, even though I haven't been in years. It's so a whale of a tale you're telling here, friend. Yeah. So he just, uh, he just
1: needs he needs them to exist on principle. Is what he's saying. I get
2: that on a spiritual level, actually.
1: Like, I don't care yeah. if that I'm ever going to see that you're doing it, yep. but I need to know that you're uh-huh. doing it.
3: So that's essentially the last part I wanted to use. I skipped about. Um, Two pages of material uh, I summarized. Sorry, uh, I mean, wh- why would you do such a thing, Michael? Because but- I figured it's... So I like this story primarily because a lot of the themes that I don't really mention in this part, and this not part, in this episode, deal with the idea of addiction and psychoactive substances. And the idea that the uh, narrator is getting these ideas or getting these stories told through different timelines because he has broken his brain um he spends a lot of his own timeline um drunk uh, and he actually even writes that when he actually introduces himself as his uh, uh, during the first narrator post uh where he says that he's a 30 something person he spends most of his time drunk it, there one of his stories actually follows um his rehab uh, and how he learns to kind of clean himself up. Um, but then he gets a... Uh, there, there's a twist where there's another timeline that was thought to be completely separate of the narrators, but it turns out that it was his childhood, and it explains why he had this trauma that he has since like, okay. repressed. So there's a lot of different interplay, and you see... The use, over-abuse of drugs in a lot of different timelines, like in World War II, it was the idea of extensive experimentation on people, um, and they don't really have control over what they're dealing with or what they're ingesting. Uh, Then you have Cold War stuff, where that gets a little bit more into the MKUltra, but it still deals with drugs or LSD, and the idea that by becoming addicted or becoming overwhelmed with this sort of psychoactive substance, you can tap into another sort of otherness and that's kind of where the flesh interfaces come from by having a lot of people that are uh dosed up on lsd somehow through their cracked mind states or something to that effect these almost like portal-esque undescribable things are created
1: so a bunch of rick sanchez's just uh off their tiny brains on k just wreaking havoc in different dimensions
3: yes yes and it it ties together into why there are different timelines but i don't want to necessarily spoil it
1: in case we want to read it
3: yes because i i or in
1: case a listener wants to read it yeah
3: yes yeah that and this is one of those situations where i feel like i got too excited to talk about the book that i didn't really explain why it was so useful And that's why I figured it was easier to, instead of summarizing more of that stuff as a air quotes teaser, to more explain why I enjoyed it.
1: I feel like a common thread on these kind of things, uh, because you and Shane present a lot of these topics, um, is that it's just over-the-top esoteric, where unless you do have it really cleanly, like, because Shane's saying, you know, I don't have enough breadcrumbs to get back, like, unless you find a way to, like, cleanly connected it's just a smattering of huh
3: yeah
4: so listen you should come on in here and we can time travel because you can walk through my vagina wall
1: it's, and all it's not coded. a vagina wall it's a flesh device no
0: it's a vagina wall see I merged a bunch of human parts together with glue sorghum and my diet soda and now you can walk through this wall
3: and it's 1922 That's yeah all right. <laughs> that, that, you de- you described the whole plot
4: i got whales in the birth canal back here and uh, we're gonna feed them to the angry dwarf
3: yeah so <laughs> that's that's my um... that makes
0: just as uh, as much sense as what you've said to this point
3: yeah and uh, i I I, put a I, link, appreciate- I
1: I know you will but put a link in the show notes i'll i'll humor it and i i'm in I'm curious if if it makes more sense if I just read it or if you did an amazing job at summarizing it and it's just confusing as fuck.
3: It's one of those – I would say it's one of those I, – I enjoy a lot of uh, media through YouTube and stuff like that where it involves Me a little too. bit of extra – um steps mm-hmm. instead of just being able to read it through uh it's almost like uh, yeah. and don't get don't get upset shane i'm I'm comparing this to dune oh. but dune has a, a sort of dictionary at the end i i said don't i'm just saying there's a, there's a part that dune uses right because it has its own dictionary at the end of the book right it Correct? has an We've appendix about yeah. this? It, yes? it does have an appendix okay okay mm-hmm. so it's like that in that You can't just read it through and expect to completely understand things. You You need a glossary? Of sorts, yes. You need to be able to sit and more do a little bit extra work than just being able to read it and understand it. I
0: mean, uh, technically, though, you can still interface with the story and, and glean because of the characters themselves. It's not a disjointed slur of words that says that it can't define its own things and then whale walls. And you know, floating disembodied heads and screaming hills, alive with the sound of music. Yes, <laughs> but I get your point.
2: I just imagine Michael has like a lot of red string and pushpins in his house, <laughs> and that's how he likes to enjoy. Media. Oh, the uh,
1: the Charlie Day meme.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: There, there are times where I feel like that. Yeah, where if I if I'm not like. Thinking at 100%, uh, watching the show and stuff like that, trying to catch every little piece of detail, I feel like I'm not enjoying it as much. So I watch really bizarre stuff that I eventually either lose interest because I stop watching it for a week and I forget half the shit that happens. Or it ha- or it's like a two-part episode or two-part movie or something like that and it's gone.
0: And you ran out of strength. Yes. Or, or it could be uh, Ethan Hawke and Sinister. Yeah.
3: Yeah?
1: Ooh. Courtney needs to see that one.
2: It sounds really scary. Courtney
1: would it's, love it. It's a
0: fantastic film, other than the White Powder Patty Cake Brigade. Mm.
1: The uh, the monster in the movie, uh, it's it's the Becky principle. Well, not oh, Becky no. brought it up. Uh, it's not exclusively her principle, but it's that movies that she finds scary, and I agree. Um, the monster is more effective when they're not seen you know you build you build the mysticism around the entity and then you know it your imagination always creates something worse yep the hitchcock principle so when you show the monster and spoilers and sinister they show the fucking monster um when i first saw it and we've talked about this so we can brush quick um it made me laugh <laughs> Because leading up, it was a really fucking scary it's,
0: movie. Yes, there are two dramatically different films.
1: The The movie opens up on a shot of a family hanging. Oh. Or getting hung. And it just gets worse from there. Cute. And then the monster gets introduced, and then it's all silly. But anyway, yeah. Michael.
3: No, that's, that's actually a good part. Um, because that was linking it back to the episode itself. Um, I didn't explain the main antagonist. Um, because it's kind of revealed towards the end of the actual story. But the idea is most of the ex- or the experimentation, and I was going to lead into this with the North Korean little uh, aspect that I was covering, where instead of sending children through portals, they actually pulled something out, like I said. Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of how uh, the main villain uh, actually wins in one of the timelines in the 2040 uh, timeline because in order to attain the matrix-like aspect the matrix-like reality they actually adapt flesh interfaces to connect to these other worlds where they can speed up processing or something like that essentially they're able to jack into a matrix that they designed based off of the previous work of flesh interfaces but the act of these I'm, I'm going to try and soldier on as best as I can, but the act of this flesh interface experimentation uh, creates what they call a skinship, which is essentially a giant. <laughs> 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 and she has left the building. Um, essentially, a sk- skinship. <laughs> you
2: turned him on too much with skinship; he couldn't handle it. I guarantee
1: it. It the yeah, he's taking off his fucking clothes right Yeah, uh, he's.
4: It's fine. <laughs>
3: Uh, and, oh, I just can't
4: say he keeps doing the fucking alien's hand gesture as he's <laughs> explaining this story. <laughs> and it's cracking me up. And I, I knew I was going to yes, it. Yes. It really Leibers, is. Man. He's Leibers. manifesting
0: it. And I can't stop laughing. So I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be rude. <laughs> the whole
4: Flesh time,
3: interfaces.
4: Like, <laughs> the greater works of Flesher interfaces. You have and,
2: to grow out your hair now, Michael. It has to happen.
3: Oh, man. I, I, I couldn't. I get I get annoyed when my hair is like slightly longer than it is now, and I just immediately get it cut. Good. Um. So essentially, uh, twenty forty involves dealing with flesh interfaces oh, and well. what happens when you yeah, use them a lot. To look forward to I'm it's I'm very. Excited. It's almost it's almost like the overindulgence of these flesh interfaces, almost like an addiction to these flesh interfaces, is what generates the villain. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm.
4: It's a Shane origin story. Let's, let's... We still don't know what the fuck these things are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How can you overstimulate it's... something that we don't
3: know what is? I'm, I don't know.
4: Is this I... that whole, if you jerk it too much, you'll go blind shit? <laughs> you'll get hair on the palms of your hands?
3: I mean, yeah, if you, like, make it, like, about addiction or something. I don't know. Oh, it's about addiction. a dick something. Uh. All right, let me tell the lies, because I'm a broken (laughs) Oh my
4: god, you're done?
3: Yes. (laughs) What
4: was the point of this?
3: I I was trying out something new, and now I've damned season three to even uh, more mediocrity. uh, We had a clean slate. A clean slate, and I ruined it. I soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled he it. Fucking
1: got hoisted on his new fucking uh, catchphrase and forgot to actually.
3: You know. Zipity
4: zop, <laughs> <mad at you. laughs>
3: Uh I was so full of hope and and, and dreams. This okay. is not
2: the podcast for hope and dreams, Michael. No,
3: this is this is also the podcast not for experimentation, especially with flesh interfaces.
1: No, this is is the podcast <laughs> to experiment with flesh interfaces. Yeah, yeah. If you can explain what any of it means. <laughs> <laughs> Which you kind of did. I tried. But it wasn't present in the material.
3: And in the end. Doesn't
2: even matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, what Shane caught one of your lies. You had three more, <laughs> yeah. right?
2: And you skipped two pages of content. How many lives were in there?
1: Probably none. none. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm I good at this.
3: Uh, I, this is why I try and get. Destiny to pre-read these but she keeps not doing so. So, I'm going to um blame her for my inadequacies.
1: That's uh
0: really mature. Yes. <sighs> well, real... behind behind every mediocre man <laughs>
4: there's a literate woman. <laughs> I can't read this and I'm not going to uh,
3: <laughs> have fun with your episode. Um so the so you got the first lie. Uh, the author posted randomly everywhere and anywhere, uh, except for the last, um, chapter. Uh, and then, so I said the demon penis narrative, there is a narrative named demon penis, but it does not chronicle a man's first sexual encounter with another man who had a mutated penis. I would
1: like a quarter of a point.
2: And that was the only interesting storyline. So now I'm out. It
1: really was the only well, interesting storyline. <laughs> I'm I'm
3: I'm glad to see that. Apparently, the lies that I come up with are more interesting. Um, I can explain what the demon penis narrative is real quick. Oh, I, it's can just a you? Yes. Name okay. five. <sighs> the demon pair. <laughs> I'm so the defeated. demon parrot <laughs> I'm I'm literally gonna uh, Exit this meeting <laughs> when we're done And just crawl Zip into the bed I'm cry.
4: out of here <laughs> 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 He's out of here <laughs> <laughs> No one has freckles on their asshole
3: Where are a Asshole freckles <laughs> I'm out of here So that was the The, the f- <laughs> <laughs> the demon penis narrative covered, um, it was a separate standalone narrative that had nothing to do with the other timelines. It featured a boy who had a, uh, who lived on a farm, who had a swing attached to what was called a old apple nultility. Essentially, it was utter non-existence. So, he was swinging from a tree that did not exist, nor the concept did not exist uh, his father tells the boy to cut the noldi down um as his mother quote accidentally gazed into an infinitely branching timeline of events which never happened and never will happen while trying to rescue the kid's cat kill um, me what the yeah. fuck
1: just fucking kill me
3: okay well i will take that as a sign uh that my interests are um <laughs> too esoteric Anyway, So uh, I, uh,
0: I found a monkey in my backyard once, and he applied peanut butter very liberally to a banana that did not exist. And he kept trying to put the banana in his mouth, but as it was not there, he just kept eating peanut butter. And if you've ever seen a monkey that has a manacle full of peanut butter, that, my friend, is madness defined but I can't really define madness because who can say madness is different for all kinds of people. And how do you approach a monkey the madness with yeah. peanut butter and no banana?
3: So the third lie, um, <laughs> they actually, the, um, fractured man yells out something. The Marines don't hear it, but the author repeats it down for us. Uh, it's actually a Bible passage. Um, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Mm-hmm. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And he yells that in Korean as the Marines are um, leaving.
0: My kingdom comes.
3: What does yours do?
2: <laughs> and number four?
3: Number four. Um, I said that they used orange, ancient orange uh, laced with LSD on American Vietnam, uh, soldiers from Vietnam. They didn't. Um it, they were uh, agent orange which did happen was uh released on north vietnamese peasants and uh villages um and they also don't uh any there was fallout that got a lot of american soldiers in vietnam sick because it was dust mm-hmm. it was uh chemical powders and stuff like that um but this actual experimentation in the story uh, is an offshoot of the Strategic Hamlet program, which is an actual program that the United States did orchestrate in South Vietnam. Uh, essentially, meant blocking off rural communities and leaving them to their own devices, pretty much by not or by favoring them by giving stuff to these ham to these villages. It was supposed to isolate them from the uh, guerrillas that were in the forests. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my story. All uh, right. And I'm Michael.
4: How I've, the hell were we supposed to okay. extrapolate an Agent Orange lie from all of that?
1: Well, he chose a very esoteric topic that everything just sounded too silly to call. So what I'll what I'll give you, Michael, is that I genuinely will at least look like the Wikipedia or like whatever source that you put put on the, the show notes. I will check out. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt here that there's something that it's
3: interesting and I'm just incapable of describing. There has to be something because it feels like there's
1: good (laughs) bones and it's just what I've been saying. Like I just feel like it's just not there's no connective tissue to like really (laughs) seal it together. Like it's it's an unfinished meal at this point. But
0: uh, so uh, back to I I, this is not intended to dogpile Michael. So get that fucking look (laughs) off your face. (laughs) We just talked about this. I know. And it's, I I know your brain is wired differently, but here's the thing. We're on a show where we are attempting to titillate the masses by presenting a topic. How one typically does so is giving the highlights, right? Yeah. Not, I don't want to tell you the highlights because that'll spoil the story if you eventually read it. So let me talk about all the ephemera that happens in between. So anyway, Jack Torrance, right? He's an author. He's got a kid and a wife. He goes and stays up in a hotel. I can't tell you where there's snow there though, and there's a cook and um ice cream is given to Danny at one point, and then there's an elevator and um then the 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 bobcat breaks down and and there's no radio,
1: yeah, like I said, an unfinished meal. <laughs>
0: And, and all of the things that would typically be a snare that would engage your interest in the story are omitted, other than occasional, oh, and then um, there's a hedge lion, and it attacks the kid. So, if, if you're doing things, spoil it a little. You don't have to tell the entire thing, but you had my interest... At you know, like disembodied animal parts that are fused together into some sort of an actual anthropomorphic entity, I'm there, and then you never get to it. So then it's just like, hey, welcome to McDonald's, the fucking you know milkshake think, makers
1: down. I think what Shane is trying to say to you, Michael, is give as much detail on your your topic as you would about your trip to Flagstaff.
0: No, what what Shane is saying <laughs> is the topic isn't uninteresting, but if you're dancing around all of the parts that are going to be interesting on the hopes that someday someone will read it, you are actually talking them out of doing so by not giving them the hooks, you know? Yes. It's, I really love this song. I'm going to read you three words out of the lyrics. Doesn't it sound great? Okay. So that's all. That is my constructive criticism for you as to why I feel discontented when we do these things. Because you promise me a seven-course meal at a fine dining establishment, and you bring me a half-eaten burrito from Taco Bell that's cold. And, I mean, I'll eat it because I have to. (laughs) But I'd, I'd rather have what you promised me. Okay. So anyway, this is the Disinformed podcast for for what I'm assuming is the
4: very last time. And uh,
3: cuz uh I got I got two balconies to jump off of.
1: Well, uh, cuz I
3: can I don't think I'd I think I'd live through the first time. I've
1: ha- I have shared the story of that Russian, right? Huh? The, there's an article that I read it was so long ago uh where it was as most crazy stories either Florida or Russia. This one is in Russia. Uh, a Russian man was like on a third or fourth story apartment, Uh, drank like a, you know, a fifth of vodka uh, and jumped and survived.
2: That's well, just breakfast in Russia.
1: He survived. And then he went back up and just kept drinking vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: he didn't try it again. <laughs>
1: no. I Helter think
0: Skelter says you get to the bottom, you go back to the top of the slide. Yep.
1: So, Michael, don't beat yourself up. No, do beat
0: yourself up. You should be better.
1: Don't beat yourself up. It sounds interesting. It was fumbled, John, but I don't think it was entirely your fault.
0: Look at, Turn around and look at Courtney's face right now. She, so, just, don't you pull this <laughs> shit with me, woman. Do you, do you want to sit through more of these, John? No,
1: I don't. Do you want him to keep <laughs> repeating really these don't. mistakes?
0: Then don't fucking encourage him when he shit the bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I also think that his heart was in the right place.
3: His Poor heart's always guy. in the right
0: place. I love him. He's a brilliant man. He knows I, better.
3: I, I, I can't I can't imagine my heart not being in the right place for this. I'm not gonna be like, Well let me just slap together some bullshit right. and just post it like
2: Well, you're not John, so
1: right
3: i, you I realized actually... when i was saying that that I, I was, that could have been in that was not a slight to you john it was oh not no it's fine. no you're just stupid john that's you, that's what michael was trying to say no well, he, michael you'll be really... he handpicks things that he is very invested and in, cares a lot about and he takes a long time writing them so he has quality
1: what he's saying is that i'm one of the trees in the ant mood just trying to say <laughs> hello um but you were Don't saying earlier in your episode, <laughs> Mr. John, yes, uh, that you were presenting it mainly because of a book cluby kind of thing. And before yeah. we started, before we jumped on and, and started talking, uh, Courtney and I were catching up on the fact that we are both staying true to our original book club concept with Shane's most recent find, uh, Stephen King book that he loves. And Courtney you said that you're,
2: I'm in
4: chapter two, chapter
1: two, yeah. I am 40%. I don't know what chapter I'm in. Chapter yeah. 5 maybe. Michael, have you started reading Revival by Stephen King? Our book club no. right now?
3: <laughs> no, I was uh trying to finish another book, but uh okay. I keep getting distracted, so I, I I'll probably just start on it this week.
1: Right on. Um cuz I know that incidentally like, you know, we just talked about Dune so much that Jessica uh ended up reading it uh and then a few others. So if there is anybody that listens to the show and wants to participate as well just reach out comment let us know um even if you want to jump on to the episode when we announce that it's it's time cuz we were talking about having it next month absolutely um if someone oh, if, yeah. if you finish the book before next month uh, reach out to us we'd love to have you on so that you can participate in the uh, the little little chat the more the merrier
0: as we say
1: yeah but Shane so far you are correct it's uh, it's a really fun book and I will not do spoilers on it, but it is a slow burn. And if you're into music and if you are a musician, mm. it's even easier to get into. So, it was so In funny. a weird roundabout way. And again, one, no no spoilies.
0: Right, no spoilers. And one of the reasons why I was pitching it is that there are so many gradients to the story that where I, I just from you contextualizing that, I know exactly where you're at. Which is what makes it even more startling is because, again, there will be a turn and then there will be another turn and then there will be another turn. So by the time you finish through the full metamorphosis, it probably, you know, feels to me the way Mother Horse Eyes feels (laughs) to Michael. Right.
2: I think it's funny that you say it's a slow burn because it immediately hits like religious stuff and growing up religious. So Mm -hmm. I was immediately like, oh, this, this feeds right into my cycle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So when I say slow burn, it's that exactly what Shane just said. So I guess now I'm catching up too, or where Shane, what Shane was saying, like, Mm -hmm. I know exactly where you are. And it feels like that's going to be a permanent thing, uh-huh, um, and then there are some some turns that happen, and the the focus is shifted so um but it is that that whole the the beginning was really, really interesting
0: it has the you know we were fascinated by the Harlan Sanders cycle in that one person's experiences were so far afield from what we expected of just, oh yeah, he is a guy that made chicken. And then when you're told, oh, no, that didn't happen until he was in his 60s, like, -hmm. well, what the hell happened before that? So then when the story starts to unravel and you see all of the circumstances that led to this sort of one galvanic point, you're like, oh, my God, this is really interesting. It's exactly the way I felt about Revival, is that you start with this character and you have this inciting incident, which is really compelling and horrifying and tragic all at once. And you're like, okay. And then the story continues and you follow this narrator and then other things happen and it becomes more interesting and there's more seasoning to the pot. And so I'm not attempting to spoil anything. I'm just telling you it gets better. And as much as you can invest, they really keep you going because they have all of this investment in the character and the circumstances and what's happened. And you get this cool redemptive thing that you get with, like, Dr. Sleep of watching somebody sort of, like, go through a a slew of changes and find something that really defines them. And then there's more. So it's kind of this really glorious carrot that keeps being dangled in front of your face. We're like, where's this going? Like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Where is this going? And when you finally figure out where it's going, it is a a cement wall. And (laughs) so I'm really excited to see how you all react to it
1: awesome well yeah um thank you for recommending it
0: yeah yeah i'm excited and and michael uh bless you
1: catch you
3: thank you i thought for a second you were going to apologize and i was like i I don't <laughs> <laughs> and a-
0: again we're we're being hyperbolic and we're trying to be be funny and uh oh yeah over I'm, the top I'm, and everything yeah i'm intrigued I really am, truly. Like, I would want you to explain, if you're really intent on not spoiling this, like, I need you to explain some of this stuff to me in in a way that, you know, kind of, you know, fills in those gaps that I want to have filled. So uh, okay. maybe we'll just keep that off air.
3: Uh, Sure. Or yeah. we
0: can do one of those, like, <laughs> if you don't want to have this spoiled, skip ahead 10 minutes and then the episode's over. But, right. Uh,
3: I mean, I could do that. Yeah, you know what? Let, let let me do that. Let me try and atone for my mistake. I'm not looking at any script. I'm just Here we fucking looking go. straight at your cameras. So, essentially, the whole idea is that it starts off with um these uh, almost a researcher, investigator that digs into the past because it's supposed to be set in modern times um it's supposed to be like a delve into almost these like secret like oh let me tell you a little bit about mk ultra and stuff like that and you're supposed to be getting this sort of connection that well yeah we already know mk ultra dealt with lsd experimentation but we don't know how far in depth they went with this lsd experimentation and you
0: don't get case studies
3: Yes, you don't get case studies, at least in the beginning, because you're more talking about uh, general things like, well, the CIA did this. They mm-hmm. dozed half of their departments to see what would occur. And then there's also a little bit of jumping back into the original discovery of LSD, specifically centered around World War II, where we have uh, – because it was developed – it was invented in um, by a Swiss uh, chemist of some sort, I think, in 1938. So it's really close to germany so then when world war ii breaks out because of spies spy network etc they're uh, shown they learn about this nazi doctor learns about lsd and so in a typical i think the the real life uh, uh doctor is like mengle or, or something mm-hmm. like it, i think yeah um it was kind of like that sort of vibe where the person is experimenting on unwilling prisoners uh, on the use of LSD. And in the story, it's following from the uh, site director, the camp director, uh, pretty much, like, saying, oh, okay, well, these, this doctor wants to set up and he wants some test subjects. All right, that's fine. And then eventually these the guards that are there um, that are from other parts of the greater Germany at the time uh, starts complaining about, like, hey, they're burning random stuff. There's, like, this weird skull that has five eyes in it and stuff like that. And eventually there is a sort of like uprising where a lot of uh, prisoners and even some guards try to essentially burn down the uh, laboratory, and they succeed. And one prisoner that was working with the doctor is the one that incited the incident, and they said because there is something evil that the doctor is summoning. And at that time, the SS commander, site director, whatever, is getting visions of this gigantic woman that's over, that's pretty much standing over the world. Um, at one point, they mention a lot about uh, her, her belly filled with moving creatures, almost like she was about to upend them and release them into the world. Um, And that was referred to as mother when they're talking to each other, if I recall correctly. And so that whole idea is that the, the SS commander learns that they were experimenting with forces way beyond their control. And in his timeline, he actually puts a stop to it and dedicates the rest of his life to ending any sort of experimentation in LSD. But in a slightly different narrative or timeline, um, that doesn't necessarily occur, and there's a lot of research that's done on LSD in, in this camp, and that goes to Japan. And then we have that story that I mentioned with Japan. And so it each narrative almost feels like an entirely separate timeline of, well, what if this didn't happen or what if this happened? And you start seeing as you're reading through and seeing how it jumps from, say, the CIA experimenter in modern day to uh, World War II SS person. You start seeing connections of like— well, th- this, the idea is supposed to be like um, psychic or om- almost like how the human brain works. Okay. And that by breaking it through extensive experimentation with drugs, namely LSD, you start being able to see these fracturing timelines. He's like, well, what if X happened instead of like alternate timelines of sorts? Okay. And then you start seeing that a lot more with the narrator who starts in- in, uh, introducing himself and talking a lot more, saying that he pretty much spends most of his time blackout drunk. And there's even a couple of times, I think if I recall correctly and later, when he actually types up something like in some sort of stage of inebriation. Um, and he goes on his own journey of addiction because that's a major theme in this in this story. is all about being addicted in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's scientists being addicted to the idea of furthering research. Uh, like the Nazi doctor was just interested in doing the research on people because... They wanted to know more. And then the CIA and the USSR were in competition with each other. And so there was that addictive drive to a space race of sorts. Okay. Right. It's kind of a
0: feeling of inevitability is what I think you're driving at.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, and this gets tied in, or it gets explained earlier where there is, it follows the narrative of a small boy who lives in a house and over the course of the summer has a new mom, their words that is made from the corpses of various animals, and one of her distinguishing features is that she has horse eyes. And so it follows this kid, which we have no idea who it is, and I'm going to spoil something here. So spoilers, I guess, if I if you haven't already tuned out, if you really want to know more, tune out now. Um, the kid is actually the um, person, the narrator. Who was subjected to these things and was actually taught and dosed with LSD as a younger kid, too, in addition to his uh, later on experimenting. And that's how he was able to uh, sort of like see these timelines and the process of doing so and the process of spending a summer without his real family and with this corpse mother thing really breaks him as a person. And so he eventually, when he gets older, turns to alcohol to try and, you know, Addiction stuff, right? So that's that's one of the other, like, there, there, it's one of those things where as you're reading through the various posts that jump around, you start getting a better idea of the overarching narrative of the whole story, mm-hmm. which was what I wasn't trying to do, which is why you had that whole explanation, why you explained what is interesting in a teaser, mm-hmm. right? It's not like uh, a, a movie teaser or something like that or a trailer where they're going to start with the opening three minutes of, of the movie. They're going to show, like you said, you know, bullet points. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting, this is why you should see it. Hook, hook, hook. Right. And I was just not doing that, but that's just the idea that trying to figure out what connects each of these timelines together mm-hmm. and why they were related in some way was what really drove me forward. Because as I was reading, I was getting these new messages, these new, you know, information, this new information. Uh, and I would follow along with the story and it would jump from one thing to another to another um, involving, especially because they it wasn't like saying each post would be like, I'm X and this is my narrative. You know, this is my story. They, they wouldn't do that. Mm. It was actually kind of like, uh, like, for example, there was a twist, like I mentioned earlier on, that one of the um, narratives was actually from a feral cat. And they were talking about the oily ones. And for me, I was thinking that it was literally a person that was on, like, went through a flesh interface portal and was living there. But the way that if you read that in conjunction with the crazy cat lady story, you would see that that feral cat that was talking about or it was a cat that was talking about oily ones mm-hmm. humans were the oily ones and so it was a really interesting way to see the connection between how these people oops sorry i just bumped my mic how these people were dealing with cuz i'm gesturing now for the people that are just using aliens. the audio medium <laughs> yeah i'm i'm going full on <laughs> aliens knows. talking um but but it was really interesting to see like well you were thinking that it was some sort of you know lovecraftian like the oily ones mm-hmm. sounds like a lovecraft right thing but it was just a feral cat describing how people look (laughs) and then that was kind of like one of the the spoilers or or a plot twist and then on the crazy cat lady side there was it they never explicitly mentioned that they were cats that she was living with so it almost sounded like especially because she would have conversations with them and they would respond that she was living in a house with a bunch of people okay Mm. Um and so it was interesting to see those two connect and that only that's what I meant by like thinking ahead of what's being exactly written. So
0: the, yeah, there's a Ryan Johnson sort of subversion of expectation kind of element to this th- that is <laughs> one of the antitheses to you know my enjoyment of things, but I I see why it would intrigue you. Uh, yeah. If I haven't already really stressed this with you, you need to listen to the Magnus Archives if, if all of this stuff uh, really intrigues you. Uh, you have five seasons of very deeply interconnected stories that don't Ooh. seem that way initially.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, if you enjoyed this... one of your most
1: highly recommended podcasts. It
0: is probably my favorite. If I was going to drill down on just narrative storytelling as opposed to just conversational podcasts or something else, if there's mm. one that is entertainment purely, yeah, Magnus archives is the absolute best it's an apex and that's overnight veil i like night veil vale. it doesn't touch magnus at all wow. okay <laughs> so if you're if you're of that particular leaning that's a good way to go
3: i think i might try and do that because i'm always trying to i'm looking for something to like i guess get to use a a, a term um hyper focused on mm-hmm. um because that's that's honestly how i write my episodes is I will get hyper fixated or hyper focused on one thing and I will, it it will literally be something that's like clawing at the back of my mind, constantly like write something about this, do something about this, do something about this. Um, And that actually is why I almost started another episode this morning um, based off of a, a drug rehab program uh, called Synanon, which will actually be my next episode.
2: Synanon. That's a good one.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, they're right next Um, to uh, the pretzel place in the mall. (laughs) <laughs> and they're delicious
3: yes. but but I will also start focusing more on I, I just need to find a way of bouncing my ideas off of someone instead of just trying to type it based off of what I read mm. no you just then... need to
2: talk and not read because when you were trying to read it it was a hot mess but when you just described everything and like your perception and like how you understood the story that part was super interesting I really enjoyed that
3: huh. same Okay, then I will um, try that. Then so that will be that'll be fun. It's um, uh, yeah, Magnus. To uh, <laughs> not to drill
0: down too heavy. It's, no, you're They're, fine. they're like under half an hour episodes most of the time. Uh. And so they're really easily digestible and they're very well written so you can keep engaged. And if you want to go forward, you can. But then it benefits from repeat listens because there are details that come to light later on that are, you know, better understood by going back and re-ingesting. So it's this really cool kind of spin cycle. So, yeah, you'll, you'll dig it. Okay, cool. Anyway. Ladies and yes. germaphobes, uh, we, we sincerely appreciate you being here. And uh, now, according to John's formatting, is where I will say, how's everybody doing?
1: <laughs> I think we've covered how we're doing, Shane. <laughs> so, anyway, Michael, Michael's
2: got Synanon coming up. Shane, what do you have coming up?
0: I, I'm going to do a hard pivot. Because I was oh, no. I was going to try to to lean into John's particular preferences, and and talk about feces, <laughs> and I, okay. that's oh, still in the offing. I'm just okay. going to delay okay. it because I am going to talk about Ozzy Osborne's suicide solution.
2: Oh, okay, mm-hmm.
3: okay. Color that's me way intrigued.
2: Sounds special.
0: Uh, yes, I, I Is it assure just being you. So
1: high that you can't kill yourself. <laughs> (laughs) You're you're gonna have to wait to find out. Immortal,
2: (laughs) John. What do you got coming up next?
1: Um, (laughs) oh, I'm sorry. Was there a cunt laughing when I was supposed to be? Yeah, I think there was
2: actually. We (laughs) can just cut him out. I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) No, that was actually. I just got done
1: with an episode. He's like, okay, so that's his one for the next fucking (laughs) three fucking year. I mean, he's not wrong.
3: Uh, according to the
1: stats... I love that, like, I love um, that people aren't allowed to change. Yeah. That's what I love. This I is love the growth
2: this... arc for John. If you could just not get in the way of that, Michael. That, that's,
1: yeah, yeah, I love it. I love It's like, all right, well, that fucking piece of dog <laughs> shit uh, learned how to put I three did... fucking sentences together on a <laughs> whoa, piece of paper. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You had uh, more than
3: three sentences, okay? Firstly, yeah, and I had like eight
1: tabs, but it's, this cum over here is it, telling me that it wasn't enough.
0: It's not that you're incapable. It is that heretofore you've been unwilling when you determined sure. how much effort had to go into making these things if you want to improve. So you'll forgive us being a little, you know, skeptical. There's no us. It was Michael. I, I'm joining in on the, on the laughter because <laughs> I was cackling in my head. My, my smile was deafening.
1: I am, uh, I'm finding a good launching off point for the Illuminati. That's Ooh. what I'm still interested in okay I just haven't found a good way to organize it yet because it's not very organized without <laughs> without actually doing the hard research uh-huh. of reading really dense books so I'm trying to find a good YouTube uh, content creator like maybe there's a series or maybe I can find some other things to start making yeah. a connective tissue between certain things that interest me about them as a whole so what Michael and should also have I done. mean if we do a good job, maybe they'll take notice and I can sell my soul.
3: Heyo. Oh, well, we've already done that for both satanic, you know. Groups
1: they don't and, want uh, us. <laughs> Actually, they do. I
3: di- no, I paid. I'm in.
0: They didn't want you. You you paid.
1: Ah, the participation trophy of religions.
3: Hey, I got a card in my wallet that says I'm a card carrying member, so that's all I care about. I
1: paid you thirty dollars, so you'd be my friend.
2: I paid you a lot more than that, John.
4: (laughs) Pretty woman. Actually, that's fair considering
3: the amount of like uh, times I've drank at your establishments and stuff like that. Yeah.
4: Pretty woman, I know you're not for free, pretty woman.
1: If it makes you feel like our relationship is more real, that money really doesn't go into my pocket. (laughs) How about you, Courtney?
2: I am going to learn y'all about K-pop and the K-pop industry. And then I'm also working on one about a story from my hometown. So we're going to do the Winchester murder house.
1: Right. Mm. And
2: then also I just started learning a lot about axolotls, and so I kind of want to do an episode about axolotls because they're so cute.
0: Why are you and Melissa the same person? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. Less than a week ago, she was showing me a program where she cuts uh, pictures of animals in half Uh and then shows them to the the children, and uh, one of them was an axolotl. Which actually uh, has a, a weird sort of feature in the Dune universe for oh. those who are paying Ooh. attention. Uh, the Tilaxu use axolotl tanks in order to grow
3: clones.
2: Interesting.
3: Because hmm. they're amphibians and They're
0: salamander-esque the- creatures. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm extrapolating. but So, uh, yeah. Well, all right. Your brains are in the same place, it seems.
2: Sweet. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: But uh well that's uh, a lot of excitement on the horizon and oh, yeah. uh, the horizons where I'm going to turn my focus we are going to move forward I'm not going to stop browbeating my Thank you for going through the further explanation Michael I appreciate it.
3: I I felt a lot better about that yeah. that, that yeah. actually gave me a good idea of how to approach my life. That's
0: how you approach the um, sunrise. I
3: mean this epi- I mean this this series not my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it hey,
3: carries
2: bye. over, you know, whatever.
3: Uh, if I somehow better myself as a person, <laughs> Ugh. you know, well, gross. it's a friends you made along the way.
0: I am excited to get John back into the mix because we have been bereft of your presentations for quite some time. So mm. I'm honestly don't don't roll mm. your eyes at me. I, I have been encouraging you as much as anything. But uh, when you when you throw out the whole this is, this is hard, I don't want to do this. You, oh, guys, dude, you, you guys, you guys are better balls. at research. You should do it.
3: Uh, I can prove succinctly, or just to defend definitively, <laughs> I can prove definitively that I am not good at researching, as uh, evidenced by this.
2: And I'm Courtney.
0: I, I was going to say, that was right about to lead into what I feel is going to be the sign-off for the uh, the end of this uh, particular episode, and possibly the season going forward, is uh, the shtick is going to turn into our, our compatriot here doing just that, and me going, Shut the fuck up, Michael! And then we're out.
1: Yeah. Let's zippity 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 (laughs) Zippity
3: doop No, I'm out of (laughs) here
1: well uh, thank you
0: all for being here as per usual if you have appreciated what you heard here please go to your preferred provider app and give us a rate and review if you dig what we do we would absolutely love to hear from you of course we have social networks that just number in the thousands now you can find us over on tiktok at disinformed podcast we're of course on instagram at disinformed podcast we are on facebook Dot com slash Disinformed podcast and of course on the Twitters at disinformedpod and so check us out anywhere that you would like and of course we have got occasional content winging your way on the tubes of you usually on Wednesday mornings 10am mountain time and we are still in the midst of the joyful run of farewell my immortal which has been quite entertaining and then there is another disgusting bit of nonsense on the horizon apparently so thank you you, Michael. I look forward to meeting Empress Teresa in all of her glory. But uh, I believe those are the plugs, and uh, of course, you know, there's merchandise in the offing somewhere, I'm sure. Eventually, there'll be t-shirts oh. winging your way. We'll
1: find something. yeah.
0: And uh, maybe our own personally branded fleshlight. in uh, flesh we'll call the it the, face.
3: the flesh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, flesh in the face. So, for uh, <laughs> disinformed This week, I'm Shane. I'm John.
3: I'm Michael.
2: I'm Courtney.
0: Ah! Shut the fuck up, Michael.